good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me today's 31st of january so it's the last day of the first month of the year 2022 so we thank god that this is the day that the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it so and, and i hope you're well i hope this first month first month of the year went well for you and you know you've got your head in the right place for the challenge of the year that is ahead and that you know you are following christ not running ahead of him like some of us like to do like me you know and not falling behind of him but working side by side with him and following his lead you know and um, that's the best that we can all hope for and um, it's an ongoing journey for all of us i think some people far better at it than others but what I like with God is that he meets you at whatever level and point that you are. And he doesn't make you feel bad, you know, about the fact that you're, you know, you're not like, he doesn't compare us. That's that's one thing I actually, I think we really need to learn from God. He doesn't compare his children. He, he you know, he, he provides the standard of his word and he, he just gives you a mirror and lets you do a self-assessment of yourself. And you look at the mirror, you look at the, the, the reflection that the word is painting back to you and then you do your own self-assessment and you say, okay, yeah it's like this is not really where i should be and then you ask for help and then he helps you every now and then you have the holy spirit as your coach he nudges you gently you know sometimes um a, a bit firmer than other times but many times you know and this is what i ob- i just observed that he so, he sort of he's like this sort of light touch coach i am there if you need me but i know that you need to walk so i would you know allow you to walk if you fall you know i'll be there to catch you and all that but it's he, he he doesn't interfere with our journey even though he wants us to follow him he's not putting a rope around your neck or shackles on your feet like the devil you know the devil ah in fact uh, there's one reason why i detest the devil there's a verse of scripture one verse you would if i tell you this verse you won't believe it there's one verse that has formed my opinion about the devil and is the reason why i hate him do you understand what i'm saying as in i don't like him and anything that I can see his fingerprint on, I give that thing the same reaction I would give if I saw, as in, I would give to him as a person. And that is what, and I mean even relationships, do you understand? If I see, and I'm not talking morality here because honestly, struggling with the flesh, for me, that is a personal issue. I'm talking of people who are invested in the devil's agenda and have decided that they are going to be his partners on this earth uh, in as much as the lord says we should love them such people i can't have them as close friends you know what i'm saying if at all we're having conversation is either professional work we're doing or we're, i'm preaching jesus but confidence professional please stay far do you understand because me there's no communion between me it's not even about like i said it's not this i'm talking holiness now i'm talking about how can you see, you see the devil as in his real form and you decide that he's going to be your friend or your helper not that you are deceived ah sorry we, both of us we belong to different nations so let's just keep that you know high from afar so this verse that has formed my view about the devil is in isaiah 14 where the bible describes him as the one who does not open the door of his prisoners now the, the day i read that verse the thing just hit me like as in it went deep into my soul because even north korea as in there is no we've had a lot of really evil oppressive leaders in the world 
all of them even north korea kim jong-un opposed the sometimes people come out of his presence the only even um i mean i don't want to mention some but we've had some very horrible people that have been survivors from their prison camps there have been people yes maybe they didn't plan it but people have come out in the devil's case although well i can think of one time in history that seems to be close to this what i'm describing because in the devil's case they will never release you somebody has to open the door from the outside for you there is no state pardon that person needs to be delivered and that's why jesus came the bible he is described you know isaiah 14 you need to read it i don't have the verse and i'm not i don't want to open it i don't want to disturb the flow of what i'm saying the bible went into an eloquent description of him and then says that all the kings of the earth looked at him and they were saying eh so you have when he fell they were not like um, it's like the future fall as well they, they were saying oh so you have now become like us you that did this you did this you did this you that you did not open the door of your prisoners in other words the other kings were saying wait i mean really so i looked at it you must be so evil See, it's open as in nobody they enter your jail they don't come out there's no prison on earth that is like that now do you understand so he's evil to the core he's evil to the core someone who since he rebelled has never had a moment of reflection to say oh what i did was wrong so that motivates me more than anything to hold on to God because even for things that I would normally not do or things that I may want when I, if I can see that if God opens my eyes to see that it's actually the devil behind that thing that thing that I'm craving quickly the desire for that thing just goes because I know that that guy once he gets into your space huh, you give him an inch it's ruthless, ruthless to the core. Ruthless. Even the people that serve him, he punishes them. I thank God that we have the alternative that Jesus has made for us. And I just pray that God will help those of us who have received and seen Jesus and his, his, his word. Will that this spirit of selfishness that has overtaken us, including me, especially me, that God will take it from us so that because if other people were quiet about this gospel the way many of us or oh, i am now quiet let me put it that way will i even have heard the gospel would i ever have known that you know the way to come to christ or that there was even a christ or you know would we ever have known something that happened two thousand years ago in a very far far away land and only a few people were witnesses to it but i thank god for the life of all men and women everywhere even in our world today who are taking the gospel to those who have not heard it because everybody needs to know that there's an alternative to this evil lord over the earth evil person there's an alternative and there's a sustainable alternative and his name is jesus everybody needs to know everybody needs to know So, I don't really have that much to say today. I'm just reflecting on the life of the apostles. 
I've been reading Second Corinthians chapter, in fact, the entire book. This week, I have to read Second Corinthians and Galatians, which is a bit much. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm in Bible school. And, uh, you know, anyways, it's, it's about, anyway, I read the Second Corinthians. It was really nice. I think I prefer Second Corinthians to First Corinthians. I don't know, for some reason, some books in the Bible just resonate with me and I just get it, you know, like I, as in I get it, as I'm reading it, it's just, you know, it's almost like a template in my mind. It's like somebody installed a microchip. There are just some books and then some other books, man, I'm like, what are, what are you saying? As in the story is not flowing. <laughs> it's just not, and I don't know why it's that way, but anyways, I'm happy that there is a, a lot. So, so, yeah, New Testament is really my comfort zone, but even in the New Testament, I have some 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 books that i just get it as in i understand what they're saying if you ask me i can tell the story you know i just get it you know and that's again that's not to say that i'm an expert but i'm saying in my there's just an affinity of of um of flow so it's it's comfortable for me to read it's easy for me to explain if you tell me to write something on it i know how to start how to conclude how to build the story you know it's it just flows of course i always quote the scriptures i memorize them it makes sense to me i understand it but it's not every book in the bible in fact so second and first Corinthians, i actually prefer second so i'm, I'm reading it but what really came out to me in second Corinthians? because in first he was talking about discipline and all those things but in second Corinthians, and this is paul by the way he talked a lot about the sufferings he had endured in christ and i mean there is a particular place where he talks about the fact that he was beaten three times with rods five times with 40 stripes he even said 40 stripes minus one so it was like as they were beating him with the lashes he was counting so maybe or maybe they had a thing whereby they will give you one less than 40 maybe there was something about that but i don't understand how he says five times 40 stripes except nine except one another time he was stoned he's been stoned once he was stoned once three times he was shipwrecked Many times in perils, in hunger, in thirst, so many things. Just and all because of what? Because he was going about preaching the gospel. And um, he was saying all these things just so that the church in Corinth, you know, because people had come and they were trying to sort of like disparage him and telling people that why are you following this guy? You know, he's not, he's not, um, he's just, you know, his stature when you see him, there's nothing, you know. <laughs> they were trying to you know sort of like talk about his physical appearance and all that and just cast aspersion on him as a person so he said okay let me this is the kind of person i am so he started talking about that but it was an opportunity i think and i'm so glad that he wrote those things because if he didn't we would be confused by a lot of what we see today because honestly we're not really seeing people in perils or sword, you know what I'm saying, for the sake of the gospel, even though they do exist, but they're not the prominent leaders of today. There are people, missionaries, stuck away in countries, people that you and I will never know about. And the people who are driving the mainstream, you know, whatever, they're, they're doing it in a completely different way from how um, Paul describes. Now, I do get it when a different time and you work with what you have. You, you, if, if you have access to resources, I mean, you know, fine. You can't now say, you know, but I think, and I honestly don't know what I'm going to call this music, but that's why it's a music. So you guys, and I just love it that you you move with the flow of the fact that sometimes I really do dance have an agenda. God bless you all for just loving God enough to spend this time where we're just like musing over stuff. But I think, you know, what I see 
most significantly in the musings or in the life of Paul and a lot of the apostles and the early church and some other people that I have met even in the modern day life today is you cannot see self-interest in anything that they do. It is gospel-centered. It is Christ-centered. You can't see pride. You can't see ambition. You can't see status. You can't see agenda. You can't see personal. I mean, as in, you can't see anything but Christ in all that they do. Because you can't even see the benefits to them physically. That, that is even, I think, the, the, the number one thing. Because even in this same Second Corinthians, Paul preached a lot about, you know, asking them to minister to the saints, provide seed for... And this, a lot of scriptures that are now used to justify, you know, certain things, we get them in Second Corinthians. But in the same Second Corinthians, you find out that the guy says that he is in hunger many times, in fasting, compulsory fasting, because he doesn't have food. So it means that even the collection that was coming through was not being used to build, you know, to spend on his. Do you understand? He was probably using it to fund his travels, and he would still go and use it and help other brethren. It was just being helped to do the work of ministry to get them from point A to point B on a very, very lean budget. Now, I am not saying anything. I'm not saying that is the way everybody must do it. But all I'm saying is that what you see is a condition of their heart that is Christ and gospel-centered. I'm very careful to do the things that are pleasing in God's sight and to stay away from the snare of the enemy. In fact, there's a place where he warns them. I don't know if it's in First or Second Corinthians. It says, do not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Yes, because... He can either, so he was being careful even when he was glorying. He said, I, I, I don't want to glory in my flesh, I want to glory in Jesus. He that glories in his flesh is, um, you know, is, 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 is a fool. You know, he kept on saying, Even though I was asking you for things, I am careful not to ask so that it will not be that. You know, he was so careful not to fall to pride, not to fall to. Um, um, covetousness not to fall to self-ambition you know another time he talked about how when the lord um, the, um there was a problem he had a thorn in the flesh and that three times he besought the lord that you should take god should take to me from him and god said you know that um that um, his grace is sufficient for him and he said that problem came upon him because lest his heart be lifted up through the abundance of revelations we don't today we don't see many people really making any effort in the area of that that you know in fact they are proudly their heart is so proudly lifted up either through the abundance of congregation you know i mean let's just it's just different so the only thing and like i said nobody is i'm definitely not qualified i'm just describing what i see i'm not qualified to judge anybody or to say this is what i'm describing what i see and what the bible and you know when i just read paul i'm like how is it that you guys were so different and i'm so glad that they were different because i think that's why the gospel traveled as long as it did because i think if they had done it in the way that a lot of us are doing it now i think the gospel would have died with with them that's honestly what i think a lot of people did try you know to do a lot of things to 
to speak against them and disparage them and what they were doing. But because they were, you know, there was no hidden agenda. So nothing that people put upon them could stick other than, okay, they are, they are teaching people to worship God contrary to what, you know, we, all, we have always known or believed. That was the only thing that they could put against them. So what I'm, and I know this is really one of my convoluted musings, but I just realized now more than ever, I think as a Christian, I need to be very, very mindful that my life is guided by that which the Bible says, because I realize that whether intentionally, unintentionally, consciously or unconsciously, we have been distracted by so many things that are in a way they look as though they are within the limits of scripture and bible but they're actually subtle distractions that have taken us away from the core of what the bible says in fact and this is something that is a journey i've been on for the last two years but what is really great about now going into this theology bible study program is because is that i can now read not just what i have what god has been showing me but what other people have also read in the bible and really what the bible actually says because what i haven't i hadn't done over this last two years was read the bible like book to book so i was just taking topics and themes and whatever god drops in my heart i just take it i read that verse of course i read the bible of new testament particularly before so i already sort of like no if if a verse comes to my mind i know where to check for a cross reference or that kind of thing but i haven't really read book to book but this program is now forcing me to do book to book and at the end of every book i'm i have to do a, um, a summary a two-page summary so the two-page that forces me to make notes on every chapter and then at the end and as i'm reading it i'm like what what you know it's so clear it's so clear god sent his son to die for us sent his son to die for us so that we might be saved saved from the enemy we receive the nature of god in us and then we receive the ability to preach to others the ministry of reconciliation so as we are reconciled to god god gives us the ministry to reconcile others so our first and primary whatever is to begin to preach the gospel to other people. Good. In the process, we also continue our journey of renewing our minds by meditating upon his word of God through prayer, fellowshipping with the brethren, and living a life of good works. We receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to enable us to live for God. As we preach the gospel, signs and wonders will follow. We function in a local church, either in whatever call or ministry God has given us. And we make a conscious effort to keep our lives, you know, under the ordinance of the Holy Ghost, away from things like sin of the flesh, envy, immorality, malice, anger, you name it, and all of that. And we live a life that is a shining light unto those that live around us. But that in all things, we give preeminence to the preaching of Christ, to communion with God to conformity to his word and to fellowship with his spirit preeminence over self over pride over personal ambition
our journey has been corrupted and I'm speaking to even those who have been sincerely following Christ for a lot of us our journeys have been corrupted but I believe that as God has always had a way of reaching his own people at every time even in Bible history you know whenever people even you know whenever people anywhere his people were anybody whose heart was perfect towards him God sent people to them he did it for Cornelius he did it for so many others that we saw in the, in the Bibles you know Zechariah you know I think it was Zacchaeus you know he he would send whatever it takes he would look for people you know the church in Macedonia God sent Paul and Barnabas you know to, to, to go there sorry I may be getting mixed up but I know he did tell that yeah he was brought to Barnabas to Macedonia and and you Paul spoke so well of the people of Macedonia so when you see them they didn't have a lot but they were so hungry for God in fact he described them as being poor said poverty but they were rich in spirit so I now understand why God sent Paul there because man those people they were hungry for God and even with the little they had, you know, they, he, he spoke so eloquently of them. They received him, you know. And that's why, you know, when I see people exalting money, honestly, uh, money is, um, don't get me wrong, money is, to me, money is good, but to me, it's just an exchange. It's an exchange, and there are certain things it can exchange for, there are certain things it cannot exchange for. And I think one of the greatest deceptions we have been faced with is thinking that taking that um, scripture that says money answers all things, taking it out of context. Because honestly, if you have a problem, even if um, like it's a hospital bill, yes, there's a hospital bill. God can come through. It's possible for, for the hospital to actually waive the bill, number one. It's possible for a stranger to pay it. You don't need to have the money personally. It's possible for people in your church to crowdfund or people on the internet to get involved in your case and crowdfund for you and give the give the money. At the end of the day, the problem is so what is important is that you are healed and that you are able to continue your life. So I think a lot of us have become stuck in the process. And I'm putting myself in this because with what I'm beginning to, the picture that I'm beginning to imagine, I think I need to change the way in which I pray and focus on the results. What I what you know where what i want or what i where god is leading me to rather than the process which is oh i need money for this or i need this for that it's about god you know i need to go somewhere i need to do this and then the purpose for it and this is where you know i just think we've just been you know we've just ah i don't know i don't want to talk too much and those of i don't know and again i'm i realize that people listening to me are from different parts of the world so some of what i may be saying may not be relevant to your own personal context so i do apologize for that but i mean you may belong to a fantastic christian community that is really like you know doing what they're supposed to do and very much focused on impact to others and the gospel and oh wow if, if that is so please realize that you're in a very unique space and please hold on to that community with your heart and your soul because the you are, you are being steered in the right direction and God will honor you for that, you know. I think that's marvelous. I have been in such communities before, many, many years ago. And it's precious. And sometimes it doesn't always remain that, as in you may leave that community, you may go somewhere else, and you may not, uh, 
you, you may not find such a community again or it may be hard and far between it, it yeah so if you happen to be in such a community please do not take it for granted and hold on you know hold on stay fast unless god moves you don't move yourself so i think i'll just leave it there and i don't know you know god has a way of just using whatever he will to bless people this is one of those free flows and no apologies for that because i am still trying to gather my thoughts myself i I can't say my views are 100 percent formed i'm just describing what i'm seeing and you know what i see in the scriptures what i'm you know and i'm like how how where did how did we get here how did we get here we've done this all wrong so even though i keep on saying i'm learning a lot i think the greater challenge i have now is on learning behaviors that have become a part of me and it's not as if i didn't know the scriptures have always have not changed but uh, i don't know it's just the most subtle form of deceit has taken over you know and made us made me and many around us focus on things that it's not over it's not as if it's it's, it's, it's sinful but it's not what god wants us to do in other words we are completely caught up in the cares of this life and that is the difference between what i say in the apostles both because even when not only the foremost apostles but even the churches that were underneath them like the people in macedonia all those you know people who if you see the way he describes the macedonians they had nothing as in in terms of money but in terms of good works you couldn't beat them they were richer than even those who so i'll just leave it at that um i think a lot of my work is really on learning stuff that i have been doing i'm just asking god how do i recalibrate you know at this stage how do i recalibrate how is it that most of us we only preach the gospel when we have special services how is it that everywhere i go jesus isn't what i talk about the same way i talk about a weight loss program or whatever it is i'm on why why is that the case why is it that i spend a whole lot more of my time why am i so invested in success on this earth success that has to do just with my my space my family the progress of why is my personal agenda my family agenda bigger on my priority list than the agenda of the things of god and i'm not talking denomination here i'm talking kingdom because when i read the bible the bible says we are baptized into one body one spirit one lord god doesn't have denomination and that's what he was telling the church of apollos that you you say you are poor you are apollos that there's only one foundation anybody can build and that foundation is christ but that everybody should take it how he, he builds but we now we are proudly saying i am paul and i am we have in fact we have built solid walls not even chinese walls solid walls and of course that has affected our ability to impact because nobody can see christ anymore they are seeing denominations and i do get that denominations are necessary for the kind of world that we live in but I still thank God for those places that have been multi, you know, that those communities that build bridges and do not just cluster like um, enclaves. So 
I, I don't know. I could just go on with this forever, but I think I think I just need to bring this to a close. So I don't I have no idea what I'm gonna call this, but I think what I will just say that this is me just musing about what it means to really be a follow of follower of Christ. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day and week ahead. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.